The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Ken and Johnny Erickson Tata share how they rely on God's strength while suffering in the snare of ongoing disability and disease. And I will say to him, Jesus, you were right when you said that in this world we would have trouble. That thing was a lot of trouble. <laughs> but Jesus, the weaker I was in that thing, the harder I leaned on you. And the harder I leaned on you, the stronger I discovered you to be. This is a beautiful couple right here on this uh, book cover. Uh, Johnny and Ken uh, Tata are, uh, Erickson Tata, they are just a really uh, special couple. And uh, Betty and I have known about uh, Johnny pretty much since uh, she had a pretty uh, a traumatic experience. And uh, it was Billy Graham and uh, his son-in-law and family that told us about this incredible young woman, and uh, we've watched the journey. And she and the, the love of her life, Ken, who loves her, but is so open and honest about the challenges that they've gone through when she, in an accident, uh, broke her neck and was, was basically paralyzed. And she's a miracle. And I want you to give a really great welcome to Ken and Johnny Erickson. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a real honor. Johnny, I, I, I knew when things happened and I knew how you began to give God glory in the face of uh, almost unbearable uh, circumstances. And how are you doing now, many years later? How are you? Well, 47 years in this wheelchair as a quadriplegic. Um, James, don't be thinking I'm a veteran at this and a pro at this. I wake up every morning facing somebody else giving me a bed bath, doing my toileting routines. Um, strapping on my corset, getting me dressed, slinging me in the wheelchair, pushing me to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, brushing my hair, blowing my nose. And uh, honestly, James and Betty, I, every morning without fail, I say, Jesus, I cannot do this. Mm. I can't do this, please. I can't do quadriplegia, but I can do all things through you <laughs> as you strengthen me. Mm. And I don't know, by 7.35 in the morning, I've got joy sent straight from heaven. <laughs> And I've often wondered, boy, what would it be like to wake up in the morning, throw back the covers, jump out of bed, take a quick shower, scarf down breakfast? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd be needing God as desperately. Mm -hmm. So what I described earlier, I think, is a very Christian way to wake up yeah. in the morning, needing Jesus yes. desperately, yes. requiring him Absolutely. urgently. And uh, that's why the wheelchair, it's, it's, it's a bruising of a blessing. It's a bruising of a blessing, but a rich blessing. And that's how I'm doing, James. I'm just getting up in the morning and uh, taking a deep breath and leaning hard into Jesus. Amen. Well, it shows. And, and I got to be honest about that whole journey and the truth of it when I got to ask this question. As wonderful as Jesus is like that, 
Is it not somewhat encouraging and comforting when you see Jesus dressed up in somebody else's body and beginning to express the love of Jesus the way Jesus yes. would? Absolutely. And has Ken been that person? I was in the hospital with pneumonia not long ago, and I, I was so worn out from coughing because I have no chest muscles, no abdominal muscles. People have to pound on my back, push on my abdomen. And in the middle of the night, Ken, Ken was by my side. He slept on a chaise lounge by my hospital bed. And in the middle of the night, after my 10th time of coughing, I prayed, oh, oh Jesus, I need your touch. I, I need to see you. I need to see you. And want to tell him what happened? Well, I've never been <coughs> taken for Jesus before, but I, <laughs> I got up to, to cough Johnny, and I, I reached out to touch her, and she looked at me and she said, you're him. Mm. Now, I didn't know what he, she meant at the time, but then she proceeded to say, you're, you're Jesus. You're him. You are him. And it was so wonderful to see Jesus with flesh on him in the, in the form of my husband. What a great guy he is. You know, I, I feel like I do fellowship with the Lord. If you don't know his word, you won't really know his voice well. And if you don't know his word, you'll be pretty unreliable thinking you're hearing all these sounds and it's always God. Uh, and it isn't so much of the time. It's your thoughts or an enemy making these uh, suggestions. But if you really know him, you can pretty well have a good time talking to him. He loves to talk to his kids, and he really loves to talk to people who love to hear him talk <laughs> and love to listen to him. Nope. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me the other day, he said, I'm not really excited about being a ghost. <laughs> I like to live in a body. <laughs> I like to live in a somebody and reveal him. And so when you see him in somebody's body like you did there, that's what she's saying. Jesus Absolutely. was dressed up in kin. Yeah. Just like he was dressed up in Saul of Tarsus and became Paul the Apostle. Absolutely. And he really wants to dress up in all yeah. the people here and he wants to dress up in everybody That's there. That's what I was going to say. We'd all be better off if we would get up saying, God, dress me up in you yes. each day. Yes. Let you be seen in me and in my life for someone else to be an encouragement to them and let them know it's possible. Absolutely. And as I will often tell other people who get a bad medical report, um, people who have a child with a significant disability. Um, suffering is just the very difficult textbook that will teach you who you really are. It's um, like a lemon that God squeezes and out comes the anxiety and the worry and the mm -hmm. peevish disposition and the sour attitude and the complaining spirit. And uh, that's the stuff, that's the stuff I think God really wants to heal us from. Yes, that's right. You're right. That's the stuff that needs to go. There are more important things in life than walking. That there are more important things in life than having use of your hands and having a soul that reflects Jesus is a lot more, a lot more special. You know, you tell though in this incredible story, uh, Johnny and Ken, the, uh, an untold love story. Uh, you know, you're, you're in another battle the last little while, a battle with cancer. And, and Ken, you, you're open and honest enough over this journey to talk about times when it, it wasn't, you, you probably didn't feel like it was Jesus in you. And you got, you re, tell us about that because there are a lot of people who need to hear what, what you also experienced. Absolutely, James. You know, we, we went through all the things that young married couples go through. And there was a time about a year into our marriage where I was just getting tired. I mean, the, the routines, going out and shopping, turning Johnny at night, 
doing all the things that I, I knew I had to do, but it just got to be tiring. So one night I, I uh, sat on, on the bed and, and uh, you know, gathered up enough courage to tell my wife. I said, you know, Johnny, I just feel trapped. And I, I this was only two years into our marriage, and I, my response to him was, well, where was your head on our wedding day? I mean, I'm a quadriplegic. Didn't you know it was going to be this hard? What were you thinking? And, and as soon as I said those words, I felt like stuffing them back into my mouth. And I remember apologizing to Ken, saying, Ken, that's not me. That's not like me at all. But it is like me. It's just like me. And so that catapulted Ken and me into a, a long, wonderful journey of memorizing scripture, praying together, morning, noon, and night, in the van, driving to work, driving from work, studying the Bible. And then when I got cancer, um, and Ken had to get up extra times to turn me, and countless visits to the hospital, and holding the bucket so I could throw up, and he also sat on the edge of the bed one night and confessed the same thing. I'm tired, I feel trapped. But this time I said, Oh, sweetheart, if I were you, I would feel exactly the same way. I don't blame you. I don't fault you. I'm not going to scold you. I think you're doing a great job. And I'm going to stand by you and cheer you on with my prayers and encourage you and applaud you and do everything I can to make this journey through cancer as easy as we can make it. And it brought us so much closer together, don't you think? Yeah, I, I don't know, James and Betty, how couples make it without Jesus. I mean, from the very beginning. And, and uh, Johnny and I developed a, a communication skill. We both knew that oftentimes in our disagreements, we may not come to the same conclusion. But one of us was wise enough to say, you know, we need to stop and pray. And that's what we did. And today, you know, I think this is my, my, my greatest partner besides Jesus because she is with me everywhere in, in terms of supporting me and praying for me. And, and I think this is probably our ninth year now that we've read the, or we're reading through the Bible in a year. And, it, you know, try doing that with your wife sometime. I mean, that really is a special, special <laughs> it time. It is. I, I just can't even describe uh, how clearly I see Jesus in both of you. And Johnny, I have from the time after. I mean, I love Billy. Billy, I know you don't hear well. You hear me when I'm with you, but you don't hear well like now unless you really have the volume up to Billy Graham. And, and you were always good at spotting Jesus in people, and you certainly did in this girl. And thanks, Billy, for yes. showing us Jesus and Johnny. And Johnny, I always saw Jesus in you. And mm -hmm. uh, I know there are plenty of times you could, we could say, well, you're just amazing. You're not complaining. There are probably times when you probably dumped on God and complained. And knowing heal, why didn't he just get you up and get you going? And he, he can do that. And, you know, we have uh, uh, Nick Vucic, who has no arms and yep, legs. Nick and he Vucic. says, but I got shoes in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's going to. And, and I think that we know that, you know, you, you guys could go back tonight to, say, a hotel or something. And she get up in the morning. We know God's able. But he's also able to get you up where you can't get up. And Jesus can stand up in us when we're sitting down. And he's standing up in both of you. And Ken, you don't have the physical challenges. 
and yet you bear the physical burdens and challenges out of love. And both of you are being so honest. And I just want to say to you that I see Jesus clearly in both of you. And, and you magnify him, and you're beautiful and radiant. Would you agree? Would you say thank you, God, for revealing yourself through this couple? You know, I'd really, I'd love to, I'd just love to send you this untold love story and, uh, and let, you, let you read it. Uh, what would you want to say to people that are really battling? Well, I would say that they have a Savior who has been tempted and trusted and tried in every way like they are. My Savior was paralyzed on the cross, nailed, unable to move, couldn't scratch his nose, couldn't wipe his eyes, and I can't do that either. But I'm so grateful that the God of the Bible is a God who wrote the book on suffering, and he called it Jesus. Mm. And I mean, he's not some meditating mystic of some guru of a God sitting on some mountaintop somewhere. He, he, he is always beside us in our pain, especially in our pain. Yes. And um, I, I, I think if, if we could just embrace him and then do what he did, Jesus was always reaching out to others, even when he was on the cross. He was. Yeah. What's he doing? He's caring about the thief next to him. He's taking care of business with John and his mother. He's serving, he's ministering, even yes. on his deathbed. And I think if all of us, our listeners, our, our, our friends watching, could, could find somebody else who's suffering more. I mean, Ken and I have been so blessed that we just have to pass on the blessings. We want to find those people who are suffering more than we do. And so through our ministry, we deliver wheelchairs around the world and give the gospel, give Bibles to needy children with disabilities and their families do disability ministry training where they still think that cerebral palsy is a curse from a local witch doctor. Mm. And we hold retreats for special needs families in developing nations. And that makes our lives so rich, so meaningful. Um, extending the same mercy and love Jesus has given us to others. That's so, so. And besides, you know, I'm going to get my new body one day. Yes, you are. Yeah. You know, yes, I'm going to, and we'll be there together, and we're all going to stand up, jump, kick, do aerobics together. And you know what? I'm going to sing in heaven, and people are going to listen, and you're going to run in heaven, and people are going to watch. Absolutely. And, but you know, James and Betty, I hope that I can take my wheelchair to heaven with me. Amen. I bet you can. Because if I could, I'd, I'd put it right over there, and I'd be standing next to Jesus with my new glorified body, and, and I'll hold his hand, and I'll feel those nail scars. And, and when I say, thank you, Jesus, for your grace, he'll know I'll mean it, because he will have recognized me as the woman who came to him every morning, hemorrhaging human strength. Mm. And, and, and I will say to him, Jesus, you were right when you said that in this world we would have trouble. That thing was a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus... The weaker I was in that thing, the harder I leaned on you. Yeah. And the harder I leaned on you, the stronger I discovered you to be. <laughs> and that's so precious. It just would never have happened had I not known my desperate need of you. And now if you want, you can send that thing to hell. <laughs> <laughs> James and Betty, I, I want to I share one th other thing, and that is, in 2010, Johnny was diagnosed with breast cancer. And there were some times with clenched fists that I was wondering, you know, God, what is it that you're trying to do here? 
And we realized afterwards that the, uh, the uh, declaration of cancer in Johnny's life was actually pretty well planned because Johnny now, I mean, as a, as a spokesperson, she was now a spokesperson for the disabled as well as people with cancer. And we have found that to be true in these last few years. She's four and a half years of being NED or no evidence of disease. And at the end of the fifth, our oncologist says she can be declared cancer free. But the one thing that I discovered, my wife is a fighter. She's a warrior. And you know, I had a time when I thought maybe I might lose my best friend. I, uh, I watched her go through this battle and this journey of cancer. And it was, oh, about three years into the cancer journey. Uh, and we realized that, that she's going to be around a little while longer. <laughs> I, I called a friend of mine who happens to be an outfitter up in Montana. We do a little fly fishing. And, you know, he's, uh, he's a great instructor. Uh, By the way, we'll do that in heaven, too. OK. <laughs> but he, he uh, you know, he's a quintessential mountain man. He's stared grizzly bears down with a bow and arrow. And, and uh, you know, I often told Chris, he's a brother in Christ, I said, you know, Chris, if we ever go to spiritual battle, I'd love to have you in my foxhole. So I called him in that three years ago or, you know, uh, and said to Chris, I said, you know, Chris, I'd love to have you in my foxhole, but I want my wife in there first. Mm. Because I know that this woman right here is really a warrior, and she would watch my back, and she has. Well, you both are. Would you say thank to God and thanks to them for their testimony? I, uh, I want to put on the uh, screen there for you, there is uh, Johnny's uh, and Ken's website. Now, now, take note of it. And by the way, if you don't get it down, you can always go to lifetoday.org, and you can call it back up, watch it again, or... You can find, or you can call the prayer line and they'll give it to you. They give away wheelchairs. They do things for people. Then you may want to just help them do it. Uh, and if you do, do it. I also want you to know that I would love to send you the book, The Untold uh, Love Story, and about this beautiful couple. Uh, Johnny and Ken, uh, we, we love helping people and giving people water. You know, Jesus said... Uh, that he's the water of life. And he says, out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. They're flowing out of you. But they're to flow out of all of us. And an expression of that water is just the release of life. Water brings forth life, refreshing life. Our viewers love what I'm about to show you. I want you to listen, but above all, listen to God. You're going to hear Tammy Trent. You're going to see something, and you're going to be able to be a miracle. Yes, you are. You're going to be an absolute New Testament miracle today. Watch. Hmm. This is absolutely um, horrible um, to think that this is his only source of water. Um, I watch child after child come in this little pool of water and dip their precious little cup and drink this water. It's horrific. My heart aches to know that they struggle every single day to survive, but they have nothing else that they can do. This is it. 
This is their only source of water, so if they don't even dip in to take a drink of this, they won't survive. This water brings death, but we are on a mission to bring life, and not just a quick fix, but something that will change this community for generations to come. We can change this for them. We could come in here with a drill. We could drill them a water well. Won't you partner with me today? Together, I believe that we can make a huge impact into this community. Together, we can make the difference. Father, I thank you for Tammy, and I thank you for the missionary relief workers and the ones who run the drilling rigs. Please, God, give us the resources to keep sharing life. In Jesus' name, I, uh, I'm asking you to partner. I believe with, with God in his heart, with the Lord Jesus. Give a cup of water in my name. Jesus said you won't lose your reward. I've said it many times. If you look for reward beyond the blessing you can be to others as reward enough, I think you'll always have a little bit of a, a distorted perspective. It's, it's more blessed to give than receive. So if we could give and give to give, not to get, but give to release the river of love and life, I think it's so enriching and fulfilling. Betty, when I see those precious people and children go into that filthy water and there's a pig right in the middle of it, you really don't want the pig to drink it. And yet the people are drinking, taking disease, and many of them dying, losing their children. But we have the perfect solution, and it's just to give them a clean water well. It is, James. And the thing that is so beautiful to me when you realize it, the gift that you give today is not just a short-term gift. It's a lasting gift because that water well is going to be there to continually give them clean water to drink, to keep these precious children from ever getting sick from that old diseased water. Because I promise you, you give them a choice, they're going for the clean water. They're waiting for it. So let's please join together and let's do this. Let's drill those water wells so that they can have something they can have hope in and know that somebody is praying and caring about them. And you know, in, the, in the advanced countries like the United States and Canada and, you know, United Kingdom and Australia and many places, everyone have fun, want to feel good, have fun. And we try every way to find it and so many people still remain empty. They just want to feel good. They just want a chance to live. And when you love them, and in love you give them a way to feel loved and better, they're going to listen to the greatest love story ever told. We give them water for life, and we introduce them to the water of life, and they're ready to hear it. That's why although we save millions of lives, we win even more millions to Christ in those outreaches. So would you please today go online, lifetoday.org, and take your bank card and use it like a check or just dial the number right there. Many people are calling for prayer because their hearts are broken. And that prayer number is prayed for by love, somebody like you. But today, would you dial the number or go online, take your bank card and say, I'm going to help drill a well. The wells cost $4,800. Could you give one? Many people say it's the greatest joy of the entire year to do it. And small businesses do it. Couples do it. Churches do it. But most of all, individuals do it. Could you? But wait a minute. Most of the wells are drilled by people making $48 gifts, and it's multiplied. 
$48, just to break it down, gives 10 people basically water the rest of their life. 144, 30 people. We have many friends who give 1,200 and then pray God, help three more join me. Or 2,400 and pray one joins. We got a well. At whatever level you can participate, do it, please. Lifetoday.org, take your mind, go do it. I mean, you literally can release a well of water. Love expression right now today. Or you can dial the number. Would you do it? We have some gifts for you, a daily devotional that's going to bless you. I know it will. It is amazing. It's, it's literally broken out seasonally where you can see the seasons of the year and every day. And it's a journal there where you read the word, you get an inspirational devotion, and then you journal. We want to help you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. We have some beautiful names of Jesus' pens that people have told us over and over, please send us those again. We want to share them with somebody else, and they become a great testimony every time we take them out. So we're sending them also the Thomas Kincaid uh, Forest Chapel to say thank you. Would, you. would you make that gift now? Thank you so much for doing it. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people and $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the Everyday A New Day devotional. Broken out into the four seasons of the year, this daily devotional features scriptures, inspirational thoughts, a Bible reading plan, and a place for you to journal each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request the Names of Jesus pen set, one inscribed with the names of Jesus found in scripture, and the other reflecting the gifts of the Spirit. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. Well, Betty and I say thanks on behalf of all the people whose prayers you bear an answer to that you give hope to and help and water. We're sending you the Every Day, A New Day, the pin set. And if you'd like to have John and Ken's The Untold Love Story, and you've heard a portion of it, this is great. And you just help us give a cup of water, we'll gladly send it to you to say thanks. I thank all of you in the studio, and I really thank those of you at home want to join Betty and me in saying to Ken and to Johnny, thanks so much. We love you. We see Jesus. Thank all of you. Grace and peace.
tomorrow. Better for worse, richer for poor, till death do you part. The good news, somebody dies, all right? So. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.